Hello, everyone. Pastor Deborah here, and welcome again to another wonderful part of the Spiritual Multitudes, volume number three, Agape Love, the Greatest Gift. This is one of the many books that I wrote years and years ago because I was learning and studying. And as I discovered information and knowledge spiritually, I wrote it down. I didn't know why I was writing. I knew I was to write books, so I did. This is volume three. There is a volume one and a volume two. You go look them up on this YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms. They're also on the website of Agape Love, loveishere.org. And we want to give a big thank you to Pixabay for this wonderful motion video. It was free from them. And I'm recording in Zoom Pro. And I believe you know by now, I don't use a green screen. So strange things happen around my hair, see? And my hand can just disappear into the video. I might look fuzzy. The words that I put up here on the screen might look fuzzy. If it happens, just close your eyes and listen. That's right. These videos are also all podcasted out to an audio podcast show that you can listen to, which are all accessible on the front page of the website, www.agapeloveishere.org, on the left-hand side. They're all free to listen to. I don't go on any podcast shows I have to pay for. YouTube is free, as you know. That's right. Trying to help you. So here in the Spiritual Multitudes, Volume 3, this is going to be part number 36. We're going to do a little introduction of some poems. Then we're going to pick up right where we left off. So let's begin first with a big welcome to everybody here in the Garden of Eden, the place for our forever person. Yeah, it doesn't matter what planet you're on, what solar system you live in. There's a Garden of Eden for us all, spiritually. It's the place of the pleasure, the delight, and the presence of God the Most High, the creator of the garden, where his living creatures are here. Yeah, that's the flowers talking, shining and singing, and the animals, none of them are going to eat you or bite you. They're all loving you, so excited to see you. They were created to be your helpmate, to be in the presence of God themselves. Now, you see, these are the originals. Their shadows, their replicas, their duplicates are out in the world, and they die, and they return to dust, which they're made out of. But here in the garden, they do not die. They've been waiting for you for a long time. They had a bad experience early on from us. Some spirit named Satan came inside one of the serpents, spoke to woman, the helpmate of Adam, the first man. And Adam ate of a tree he was not to eat from. Thunder and lightning came. And the death of a little baby lamb probably was sacrificed from the garden to cover this Adam and woman from their sin. 
because they lost the Holy Spirit. They were no longer righteous. And all of the animals crept back in fear. And those two were cast out. And a flaming sword and a cherubim were placed at the entrance. And God did healing with the animals and the creatures in the garden over ages and ages of time. Well, I found the entrance. I passed a lot of tests. I didn't know it was still here. But I found it. And I became its shepherd. I hope there's other shepherds. I don't know. I don't normally see anybody. But I stay in it every night when I'm not working. And I made a plea and a petition to God to allow you, the forever person, to return. Even if you're not one of his children yet. Mm -hmm. No, none of your evil, wicked, demonic spirits can come in anymore. But you can. He's trying to reach you here in the garden. So let's look at a few little uh, poems before we get into the story. This one is called From Slavery to Freedom. But before we begin, let's have prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your garden, for the Pixabay motion video that's going to speak to us now from out of the realm of the spirit. Help us to hear and see what you desire for us to see and hear. Father, help us to learn and grow and to know that your agape love, you, yourself, for you are love, is the greatest gift we can ever receive to ourselves, for ourselves, and in ourselves. Father, help us through your Holy Spirit and your word. Teach us that we may grow in desire to be your child if we're not already, and if we are, to help nourish us and help us grow in truth and knowledge so that we may grow and mature to be a king of the kingdom of heaven. In the name of Christ Jesus, your word made flesh, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, your spiritual teacher, we thank you. Amen. All right, this first little poem to kind of help set the stage from slavery to freedom. Children, you will all spiritually live. The long spiritual wait is over. My spiritual agape love and light can spiritually touch you. My spiritual agape love and light will spiritually heal you. My spiritual agape love and light is spiritually real. You will all spiritually come to know that. My love and light is here. Step out of your darkness and into my agape love and light. The heavenly father, God, the most high, agape love himself step out of the darkness and into the presence of light and truth and life he wrote that himself now now here's something he had me write to satan satan is a spiritual being he used to be a high archangel 
one of the three. He was a cherubim. He carried a flaming sword. He was the protector of the presence of God himself. He had the keys to hell, death, and the grave. He was a guardian and a protector. He had a watchful eye for sin. Mm -hmm. And then he became prideful. And he wanted to be God and Lord himself. Don't know what he was going to do with all of God and the kingdom, but it never really came about. He got cast out to our earth. And he's our adversary now spiritually and the earth, the planets. But here's a poem, a decree that he had me write to Satan. Satan, watch and see. The heavenly father, spiritual, majestic, and powerful agape love, spiritually move through your spiritual kingdom of darkness and ignorance. Your spiritual matrix as spiritual freedom is spiritually proclaimed. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Freedom, freedom, freedom. And spiritual prison doors are open and are spiritually unlocked. And spiritual captives, you little ones, are spiritually set free. A spiritual darkness of ignorance from sin and death. Watch and see, Satan, as your spiritual strongholds of darkness and ignorance come spiritually down. As the walls of Jericho did in ancient days. As your spiritual kingdom is spiritually plundered. And what was yours is no more. As the heavenly father's glorious rays of spiritual light. Can you see them? That's them. And truth and agape love spiritually shine out on spiritual hearts, minds, and souls. Spiritually pouring out. The almighty spiritual presence of agape love into their spiritual hearts and minds. Just watch and see, Satan. Agape love spiritually at work. And he has, my goodness, from the day one. I'll be seeing you around, Satan. Watch and see. Agape love do its mighty works. God had me write that and decree it and speak it many times to Satan. To remind him of what I'm doing, what God's doing, and that he's lost. Fair and square on a cross. Here's another poem, an invitation sort of, that God had me write to you. Come and see. Dear precious spiritual child, the Heavenly Father and I, Pastor Deborah, want to spiritually tell you how much you are loved with a love unknown to you, agape. Oh, it's not a human love. Uh -uh. You are so spiritually precious to the both of us, to the Holy Spirit 
to Christ Jesus, to all of the kingdom of heaven, to the earth, to the beast of the field, the fowls of the air. And there is no spiritual distance too great for the two of us to spiritually travel, to spiritually reach you in the spiritual kingdom of darkness. The Heavenly Father wants to spiritually invite you to come and see a great wonder you have never seen or experienced before. He's speaking. He's calling out. He's sending his words. Are you listening? The Garden of Eden, where the Heavenly Father is spiritually pouring out his great, his powerful and majestic agape love into billions and billions and billions of precious ones such as you. So, sweetie, come and see. There's no physical travel required. And you don't have to know the way. The Holy Spirit does. So, sweetie, dear one, little one, come and see agape love at work. The Heavenly Father invites you, and so do I, Pastor Deborah. Come and see. He had me write that to you. Mm -hmm. I had to have a welcoming heart and voice. I had to know where I was inviting you to. Mm -hmm. So welcome, come and see. Then what happened is he was telling me and teaching me about when you become one of his children. What shall happen to you when you are born again into the light? So listen before we get right into the spiritual multitude. When you get born again and you become a child of the light, then, shall, and you grow and become mature, then shall your spiritual light, your righteousness, your salvation and truth spiritually break forth as the morning. Sort of like this. You'll be shining out of yourself. And your spiritual health and healing shall spring forth speedily. You'll be telling everybody, look what happened. I used to be diseased and sick and horrible. Now look at me. And your righteousness, your right standing with the Lord, your salvation with agape love and the Father, and the kingdom of heaven shall go before you into the spiritual darkness, into the world. My reputation goes before me spiritually. And the glory and the presence of the Lord shall be my rear guard, my protection. This is all when you come into his family through believing in his son. And as you mature. So you have to be taught to get there. Then shall you, O spirit forever person, call to me, pray and petition me, the Lord God, the most high. 
and I shall answer you. And you shall cry. And the Lord, the God of heaven, will say to you, here I am. Then shall your spiritual light, your salvation, your righteousness, your glory, spiritually rise, come forth in obscurity, in the darkness. And your darkness, your ignorance that you have within you shall be bright as the noonday. The light will dispel the darkness, the ignorance that you have. And you, little one, shall be called the spiritual repairer, the renewer, the rebuilder of the breach, the spiritual separation, the gap between God and all spiritual beings, but not Satan. You will be a spiritual restorer. You will renew people. You will help rebuild their spiritual lives on the right path of the kingdom of heaven and agape love. You will help them to learn how to dwell and live and think in and with the mind of Christ. Then shall you, O spirit man, you the forever person, you will delight yourself in the Lord. And the Lord will will cause you to ride, be carried, travel, have authority and dominion. Upon the high spiritual places of kingship, rulership, the head of the planet, the earth, the nations, the resources. Even over your own flesh, your soul, your mind, and your physical body. The world will submit to you and all that's in it. All the demons, the spirits, the evil, the wickedness. And I, the Lord, will spiritually feed you, nourish you with my spiritual heritage of Jacob, the everlasting covenant. The spiritual fields of my riches and glory will be for your food and rest, for they are of me, the kingdom of heaven. The fields of salvation, righteousness, peace, Mercy and compassion, forgiveness, truth, agape love and joy will be there for you to nourish you, to guide you, to lead you. And then the Lord will make you to drink, nurse from, be nourished, be in a godly soul tie, bonded to, married to, one with. My honey, my agape love and water that will come out of the rocks, out of my wells of eternal salvation, of me, the heavenly father. I will bring forth my oil, my Holy Spirit's power and riches, my gifts, my teachings. Out of the flinty rock, 
will come the word of God, the Heavenly Father's own heart and thoughts and ways. That's a lot that's to happen to you. Gives you purpose, direction, how he'll be working with you, through you, and how you will become a voice to others in the darkness. And that all happens to you after you get born again. Now we're going to pick up in the Spiritual Multitudes, Volume 3, The Greatest Gift. We had just left off talking about the spirit of Antichrist and how you needed to know about it, what it looked like, and pass the test to make sure it's not talking to you. And we were praying to God to set us free from many things. And that was one of the strong men. Yeah, the spirit of Antichrist. Now we're going to move on to another one, the spirit of bondage. To help us as we are learning and getting free and understanding, what is the spiritual bondage that has come upon us that God is trying to free us from? It has strong men. What's that? Well, let's take a look at a book that I learned about. So we used to do great work, ministry, personal ministry with Christians. We would cast out devils. And the spirit of bondage is an evil spirit. Mm-hmm. But it's also a part of your soul, your mind. You can be in bondage to tradition, culture, religions, uh, political parties. Mm-hmm. Is it sort of following a herd? Yes. Is it a way of thinking that you can't break free from? Because maybe your ancestors believe that. Or that's how you were taught in school. Or that's just the way your family does it. Yes, bondage. You're not free. So let's look at what a scripture reference. And the book that we used years and years ago was this. Strongman's. His name, what's his game? And it was written by, let me see, Drs. Jerry and Carol Robinson. They were Assembly of God ministers who were doing ministry in Costa Rica. They ran into some spiritual enemies, demonic spirits and people. And they didn't know anything about them because the assemblies didn't believe that people could have them, especially Christians. So they published this book, and I learned it when I became a member of the deliverance team of the Brownsville Assembly of God Revival. It happened in Pensacola, Florida, from 1995 in June, Father's Day to be exact, through about 2000. I cast out devils of Christians, and I had a many encounter with the spirit of bondage. It is based on, and I will read it to you, a scripture. The Robinsons taught us that the spirit of bondage works very closely with another spirit, the spirit of fear. And here's the scripture reference that they used to show us about the spirit of bondage. Romans 8.15. Romans was written by the Apostle Paul to believers in Rome in the early days of Christianity. 
He's telling him, for we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. What happened was when humanity fell back in the garden, when Adam disobeyed a command, we lost the Holy Spirit. He was not a spirit of bondage, but we got a spirit of bondage at that time Mm -hmm. to fear. We became entangled to fear of death. We were bonded to it. It was a part of our life. But Paul goes on, now that you are born again, you believe in Christ Jesus, the one who went to a cross, died and rose again as the son of the living God. He says, but you have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Abba was a very personal word for your father in Hebrew. So what we learn is that we got when we fail. And when you're born, conceived in the womb, we get a spirit of bondage. Each demonic spirit that you learn about that we need freedom from comes in as seeds. They grow and develop into big trees and they have fruit on them. And this spirit of bondage, it was connected to when you are not free in any manner to think or believe or go in any way. Now you can choose out of righteous understanding. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't believe that. But most of us, we feel the pressure of the bondage. We don't know why, but we have to follow the herd. We have to keep doing what our culture and tradition and ancestors did. We don't know why we are feeling hopeless and fear of death. We don't know. So under the strong man of bondage are many other little ones that they use. One is fear, fear of death. Servants of corruption. You get into a crime family. You get into corruption. You can't break free. You're told nobody comes out alive. So you always live in bondage and fear. Spirit of bondage also has working with it. Addictions, drugs, alcohol, sex, sugar, salt, pleasure. To be addicted means I can't live without it. I must have it. No matter what it does to me or who it hurts. Could be food. Could be a television show, a political party. Could be who knows what. But you're addicted. You're bonded beyond normal reasoning. And it will also be in your physical body. Yeah, your physical body feels everything that your soul feels. Now, I've been learning a lot about the physical body, about how my tongue and mind will desire sweets or salty things. And how I have to tell my tongue, you're not going to get that. We also have become in bondage to the captivity to Satan. We can't break free of him, even though... We don't know that we are in bondage to him. Others know they serve Satan and they cannot break free. They're told you leave, you die or your family. 
We have compulsive sin. We can't stop ourselves. Rage or anger takes over and we are not in our right mind. We're in bondage. We're connected to sin. We can't help ourselves. And what happens, these roots are sunk deep in our spirit, our soul, and our physical body. And you can learn to see the spirit of bondage, working with the spirit of fear. I've seen, you'll see that in many domestic violence situations. There's a love bonding between two people. And yet there's fear. And yet one tries to leave and can't. Fear of control and loss. Because if they lose, they have lost some power, control. It's all interconnected spiritually and in our soul and through our physical bodies. There's also bondage to religion, to religious heritage, culture, traditions, how you worship the holidays. What you do on vacations, family vacations, how you dress, how you talk, traditions, ancestors. That's right. We've always done it this way. Bondage. No freedom for God to say, no, we're not going to do that. Bondage, Bondage leaves no room for God. You're a slave. You're in captivity. You're hopeless. Can't talk to you. They're in our families. They are our families. Mm -hmm. Bondage is servitude, slavery, captivity. So here in the greatest gifts, the spiritual multitudes, volume number three, we're going to get into a prayer to be set free from bondage and its strong men. And we were praying and petitioning God, the Most High, to help us. Please, spiritually, Heavenly Father, free us from being spiritual slaves, servants to sin, and from the words spoken by Noah. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. In the ancient age that spoke bondage and slavery to one of his own grandsons, who was innocent, yet was cursed by the words of death by his own grandfather. How many of our relatives have placed us in bondage, slavery, cursed us by their words? And we don't even know it. We're going to learn about that because you need to learn how you do that to your own children, your grandchildren, up to 10,000 or more generations and how it maybe was done to you. Let's go to Genesis 9, 20 through 27, out of the authorized King James Bible. I've used this scripture to help a lot of churches and church people of all colors and races. In studying you and your problems and the worlds and the nations, God took me to this wonderful story back in the Old Testament about a wonderful man who he had helped save humanity, Noah. Well, Noah built an ark. The floods came and every human and beast of the field was killed. 
except Noah and his family. And when the waters began to settle, Noah and his family came out of the ark. And they started planting vineyards and growing and releasing all the animals. Well, time went by and Noah drank some wine from the grapes. And that started the problem. Now, all that Satan had to work with was Noah and his family. So he started over and God started over. Yes, Noah cursed his own child, his grandchild, who was innocent. I know about that because I had that happen in my family. Four generations back on my father's side, Northern Ireland, a lady had sex with a Druid priest, got pregnant, had a firstborn son. Satan wanted it. The Druid wanted to take it and sacrifice it to their God. But this lady wanted the baby, so she made a deal with the Druid priest that in four generations, they could have her firstborn son. And guess who that was? My brother. Four generations passed, but Satan did not forget. Now, my parents at that time, they knew nothing. My father knew nothing. But they took us to church as children. My brother was four years older than I was. So he became one of Christ Jesus's children. So he wasn't killed immediately, but they destroyed him through his soul and spirit. He's dead now. He's in heaven. He had a lot of mental health problems, family issues, all because of the curse. So let's listen Mm -hmm. to how the spirit of bondage went to work. Genesis 9, 20 through 27. Verse 20. And Noah began to be a husbandman, a vineyard, a planter of grapes after the great flood. And he planted a vineyard. Verse 21, and he drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. What did that mean? Probably didn't have any clothes on. Takes us to Proverbs 20, verse 1. Verse 1, wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby it's not wise so that happened to noah the wine made him a mocker made him ragingly mad you'll see that in a minute and he was not wise in his words and thoughts now back to genesis 9 20 through 25 verse 22 and ham The father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father in his tent after Noah got drunk and passed out. Noah, who was drunk and was uncovered in his tent. And Ham went out and told his two brothers about it. Shem and Jephah without the tent. Can you imagine? Dad's in that. Oh, my gosh. What do we do? What do we do? He's butt naked. He's naked. Oh, he's passed out. They had never seen their father like this. Verse 23. And Shem and Japheth took a garment, and they laid it both on their shoulders, 
and walked backwards. And so they saw not their father's nakedness. It was not right to look on another's person's physical body, especially your father's. Verse 24. And Noah awoke from his wine. And he knew what his younger son, Ham, had done unto him. How did that happen? Because he left his light in there. And no one knew that was his son's Ham's light. Verse 25. And Noah said, Cursed be Canaan. That's Noah's grandson, the son of Ham. Well, why did he do that? Because God had already blessed Ham. You could not curse what God had already blessed. Noah goes on. Canaan, Ham's son, Noah's grandson, will be a servant of servants. He shall be unto his brothers. Bondage. A slave to your brothers. But I am innocent, said Cain, I didn't set a light by him. Ham, my father, did. Why are you cursing me, grandfather? Curse Ham, my father, your son. Can you imagine the hurt from Canaan, from his grandfather? Noah was not wise. He was ragingly mad because he was discovered. He was embarrassed, angry, raging. Deuteronomy 27, 16 says, Cursed be he that sets a light by his father or his mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. So be it. You're not to look on your parents' nakedness. Uh-uh. So now back to Genesis nine twenty through 27, verse 26. And Noah said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem. He was one who covered him up. And Canaan, his grandson, shall be his servant. Psalms one forty four fifteen. Verse 15. Happy is that people. That is in such a case. Yes, happy is the people whose God is the Lord. I don't think that in that moment, Noah knew what he was doing. He was angry, raging, unwise, embarrassed. He was taking out his humiliation. It was really his mistake. He should not have gotten drunk. And he blamed and he took revenge on his grandson, Canaan. Canaan was not going to have the Lord God as his God. He wasn't going to be happy. And he was going to be a servant of his brothers. Deuteronomy 33, 29. Happy are you, O Israel, the newly spiritually recreated, rebirthed, reborn, spiritual heart and mind of a spiritual forever person who is like unto you, O people saved 
by the Lord, the spiritual shield of my spiritual help. We're beginning to see that through Shem came Christ Jesus and that in the presence of the Lord, when the Lord God of Shem is your Lord and God, you're happy. He is your shield and your help. So poor Canaan wasn't going to have this. And we can see that in many nations who do not believe in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And who is the spiritual sword of your spiritual excellency? And your spiritual enemies shall be found liars in the courtroom of the judge of the universe. In their spiritual accusations against you. When their spiritual tongue rises up against you. Just like what's happening to Canaan right here. And you newly spiritually recreated, rebirthed, reborn spiritual being. The forever man. By my, the Lord God's spiritual salvation. By belief in my son, Christ Jesus shall tread upon your spiritual enemies in the spiritual high places of dominion and authority of their deceptions and of their lies, of their curses, of their attacks, of their slavery, of their control systems, of their matrices. Their lies and deception and corruption and of their fear of death. Their high places of sin and slavery. What we learn is that Canaan was cursed and he was not to have God of Shem as his God. He was innocent, but yet God had blessed his father, Ham, and Noah could not curse him. Many a nation's of people are still in this condition of Canaan, cursed as slaves to their brothers. Do not have God as their excellency. They are not in authority and dominion over the earth circumstances. They are still slaves to their brothers. You think about that. Father, thank you for spiritually revealing this spiritual stronghold, this spiritual slavery and of bondage, the strong man that I need to be freed from, from the curses, not having you as my excellency. See, in your current condition, if you are not born again, you are as Canaan, a slave to bondage, a servant of your brothers. You are not in a spiritual authority over anything. You are a captive. Mm -hmm. And he says, I want to reconcile. I want to rectify that. I want to break those words of Noah off of you. And the only way I can do it, the father says, is you must die, the old you, on the cross with me. Come with me. Go into hell with me and let me resurrect you 
a new living spiritual being. Child of light, a child of my blessings, a child not cursed. Mm -hmm. It's the only way. So here we're beginning to learn the old us are affected by others in our lives that we don't even know about. I had this one black pastor lady, and I told her about this story. I said, you go into your church. God wants to free the people, and you break the curse of the words of Noah. Because in many cultures, they believe that's why there are slaves of some nations and people, and there are masters. And why slavery was legal, because of the scripture. Mm -hmm. And they've studied it out. So they go, you curse, buddy. You are cursed to be our slave. But you got no rights. We're just, that's the way the word was written. And they didn't have any feelings because they were cursed by Noah. They were the children, the descendants of Canaan who were cursed to be the servants of their brothers. So I told this black female pastor, you go and break those words off of your congregation. And then you bless them as the children of God, not of Noah anymore. Noah was flesh. He did not have the Holy Spirit, but his words were law. And Satan took him and he has put into bondage, used the spirit of fear, Slavery, captivity to most people. And we see it. Some people say it is a certain race, a certain color of skin, certain sex, certain nations. They're not to be free. They're our slaves. So she took that. I read it to her, showed it. And she broke that curse off of her people who were of the black skin, African nation. And I went back the next week. She told me all hell broke loose. Everybody was, the demons were showing up. She was casting them out of the people. They were in the families, the children. Mm -hmm. That's right. She had no idea of what was going on. Why the their race, their culture believed the way they did, acted the way they did, lived the way they did. Yet they were all believers. They were baby believers, had not yet really died on the cross and accepted the Father. They were still under the curse of Canaan, the curse of Noah. I knew that's where it had to go, into the church. And you wonder why even women are that way in many cultures and religions. The only thing is you have to be reborn so the curse can be broken off of you. And I want to end this spiritual multitude. God be loved, the greatest gift right here. Because we're going to get deeper into this about the spirit of bondage and slavery. Words spoken by Noah. And what it means. 
it was a deep study that I went into. Of course, when I always began, I never knew where I was going. I just followed the scriptures. I wanted to know more. And I knew the word would help me if I followed the scriptures out. So right now, let's just stop and think what we've heard. We've heard that you can be cursed from generations past. You can be cursed by words when people drink angry. You can be cursed by members of your own family by their words. And it can speak through generations, generations. Pastor Deborah told you her story of her father's side and how one lady sold into bondage her fourth generation firstborn child, my brother. It can happen. It does happen. Our parents, our great ancestors, made oaths and vows to stay alive, to survive, promise things for themselves. Out of anger, maybe in rage. Maybe we get angry and we say things and we don't mean. But the words are there and they have to be broken. The curses have to be broken. And you have to understand why people do what they do. Some are in bondage. And we see it now with all the social justice ministries. They want reparations, but they don't understand that it's the words of ancient, ancient ones like Noah. And in many cultures and organizations, they know that as long as those words are not forgiven and broken, they are in effect. And Satan brings along the spirit of bondage, spirit of fear, hate, and revenge. And the spirit of Antichrist is working. So let's pray to break these words off of ourselves and begin getting free through the greatest gift, agape love. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this deep teaching of bondage through words, through curses, even from our own family members. Thank you, Father, for showing us what wine and alcohol can do and how humiliation brings forth rage. And without knowing it, we curse even our own family and generations to come. Father, forgive us for saying things that would hurt others. Break the words of that you will be a slave to your brothers, off of people. Help them to come to the cross so the words can die and go to the grave and be reborn as a new family, as a new creature to you who've never cursed your children spiritually. Father, help them to see how they treat their own and how Satan and his strong men of Antichrist, bondage, fear, bondage is at work in their culture, their religion, their nation. Help us to see the truth that's hidden right in front of us if we will but look. 
and that your answer and your healing and deliverance is death. And when that happens, the words no longer attach to us, for we are new creatures in Christ. Help us, Father, to see, believe, understand, and to help us to accept your hand of freedom, your gift out of death and bondage into your life, into your land and your kingdom. In the name of Christ Jesus, help us to apply the cross to ourselves, to our old us. And when we die, Father, and if we are dead to it, destroy the words that are still trying to keep us in captivity and bondage as a slave. In our mind, our thoughts, our actions, our deeds, and that you are not our protector, our excellency. Break these words of slavery off of us that were spoken long ago from Noah in an anger that cursed one of his own family. Father, help us to forgive Noah for that and be about your work of fulfilling Isaiah 61. And 62 in our lives. And Father, help us to have a Hebrews 4.12. Where you spiritually circumcise our spirit. Our forever person from our body. Our soul. So we are no longer affected by the lust of our eyes. The lust of our flesh. And the pride of our life. Help us Father. We need all you can give us. For we have been so much in bondage, ignorant, lying in slavery, to death, to sin, to ignorance, to others. Help us be free unto you. And to forgive all that have spoken words of slavery. Help us to forgive those in our past who put us in bondage treated us wrongly, did not see that we were humans. Father, be about your work in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. So you are glorified and agape love is seen and shown as the greatest gift there ever is. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, we'll see you on the next Spiritual Multitude, Volume 3. Copy love, the greatest gift. Bye.